Welcome to the Love Good Podcast, brought to you by our patrons, where you learn how to love what is good and become what you love. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and the art of being human. We're more than a subscription company. Love Good is a movement of artists, patrons, and young people who believe in the power of beauty to change the world. And we're so pumped you're here. Hey, yo, what's going on, everybody? Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, this is going to be a really fun episode for a variety of reasons. First of all, we've got one of our regular contributors coming back on, Father Ryan Adorjan. He is getting, well, let's just say unanimously good reviews. We're going to keep him for a while. He's not only our chaplain, which is, you know, initially was a kind of a loose term. We didn't really know what that meant. It was sort of self-declared, and then we were like, we just love having this guy around. And it's so much more than that. He's he's become one of my dearest friends, and there are a few people whose thoughts on culture I respect more. So it is just such a joy to have him back on. And today we're going to be talking pretty intensely about technology and what it looks like to be in right relationship with technology. This isn't like the typical Jimmy rant about iPhones and, you know, the things that we are enslaved to by way of technology, although there is some of that. It's a little bit more of a philosophical perspective, particularly with the help of Guardini, who's a a very important theologian from the last hundred years or so. And we'll be kind of pulling from this incredible series of essays that Guardini wrote called Letters from Lake Como. So anyways, this is going to be heavy hitting as it always is, but also a very exciting announcement is looming. And again, it has everything to do with Colony House, who we had on the show last week, and everything to do with Love Good Patronage and why you are going to want to sign up here and now as a Love Good patron if you're not already one or actually upgrade because of the very exciting offer once in a lifetime. In fact, it's limited. We've only got so many of what we're going to be giving away for free and it only happens for people this week if they become a patron. So we'll tell you more about that a little bit later on. For now, I'll kick back and enjoy the show. We'll be back in just a moment with Father Ryan Adorshin. Do things like you meant to the first time you picked up the chalk. It's a good day for a sinner, a good day for a sinner, so I wait. Oh, for a clean slate. Sometimes I get caught up where I never meant to be It's the curse of being free The curse of being free But baby, it's a good day For the travelers and the sinners All would-be winners The everyday begin again Well, here we are in the Love Good studio back recording with the one and only Father Ryan Adorshin. How you doing? Good. Hi, everybody. Hello, everybody. You know, it's actually a good moment to recognize the fact that we have thousands of listeners, I think in somewhere over 50 countries last I checked. How about that? Which is really crazy. Now, there's like, you know, the oddball in Singapore, and we do love you and very grateful for you. You're not an oddball. You're not even an oddball. You might be. We don't know you. We, it's true. We don't. But are you an? If you could send us an email and let us know if you are info in fact an at lovegoodculture.com. We could even set up oddball at lovegoodculture.com. Did Just you for know you. that 
anytime somebody emails anything at lovegoodculture.com, that's not my email address. It ends up with my assistant, Marisol, who faithfully puts up with a lot of interesting unsolicited emails. I'm sure. Do you get any of that in your life? I mean, you're a priest, which is interesting. You, you deal yeah. with people. What's that like? To deal with people? <laughs> Maybe specifically- In the email odd, world? Odd, oddballs? No, nah, I mean, they're they're out there for sure. Yeah. But um, you just try to love them as Christ would love them. Boom. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Listen to them. I try to listen to them. Yeah. Usually that's what that's all people want anyway. It's very true. Sometimes parishioners sign me up for email lists. Yeah. That they think I really need to be on. You can just probably send it to your spam. Do you ever do that? I unsubscribe immediately. Yeah. yeah. I honestly am real bad about that with even like text messages from numbers I don't recognize. I feel no obligation to respond. Yeah. I mean, I am deleting and what if they identify themselves. If they didn't get my number from me or through permissioning, permissioning, giving like permission through some, I mean, I just don't like that. Yeah, no. I think it's rude. Yeah. Yeah. We're officially whining about etiquette, by the way. You know, right now. That's that's what happened. Well, it makes you old. And now I'm officially (sighs) in your magnetic field. It's true. My pastor calls people only from a block number. Yeah. No, like on his phone. People don't like that, but I get why. Yeah. A lot of priests do that. Yeah. I just don't use my cell phone for that kind of stuff. I always use the office phone. I was going to ask your cell phone, my cell phone, technology in general. Yeah. Right relationship with these things. You know, for a long time, and by a long time, I mean basically maybe since the industrial revolution, there's been a little bit of a mindset, I think, that if we can, we should. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? More is better. More is better. More technology is better. Efficiency is inherently a virtue. Yeah, get resituated. Do you know these chairs? Well, they used to be taller. And then I (laughs) I cut them down to fit this table. Yeah. And I don't love them because I'm sitting pretty close to the ground, aren't you, as well? Mm -hmm. Like my feet are firmly planted. I had to turn it. I have to sit on it diagonally. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. But do you know how I got these things shorter? Did you cut them? I grabbed a saw and I just went. You just hacked them up? For hours. And then to get the four. You do like plaid. It's very lumberjack of you. I know. Paul Bunyan. I know. And then to get the four, you know, stools even so that you're not constantly wobbly, I I used sandpaper for another handful of hours until they were all just right. Are you wobbly? Are you good? No, actually, this is perfect. Yeah, I know. That was was about an afternoon of work right there. And on behalf of all of us here at Love Good Culture, we'd like to say thanks. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. This is interesting. We're talking about comfort. We're talking about technology efficiency, right? Yeah. All a part of our modern era- Inherently, you know, not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, you know, like yeah. technology can be a great tool. It can also be something that enslaves, you know, comfort can obviously be an occasion for leisure, but it can also quickly lead to, you know, sloth and other things. Yeah. And maybe in some ways we're just talking about virtue at large right now, this sort of constantly landing in the middle. I mean, I have a tendency to be an extremist. Have you notice that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's because I'm passionate, you know, and I get really fired up about something, and then I sort of get blinded to everything else, you know? But what's your relationship with technology? How do you navigate, you know, a world that is increasingly digital? I hate it, Mm. but I love it at the same time. I hate it that it's in my pocket always, and I hate that as a priest it kind of needs to be, just in terms of people that need you right now. Mm. And sometimes that is good, like people who are sick or people who call like the emergency line, for example, and 
need to be ready for that stuff. But I don't like having my phone not just next to my bed, but on. You have you know? to have it on. You huh? have to have it on, yeah. Yikes. The nice thing about at least the iPhone is, you know, I can have it on Do Not Disturb. Right. And then you can set a list of people whose numbers will come through. So it's not like every notification is going to make me Yikes. make noise in the night. But yeah. even just the fact that I, I can never... Ooh. Put that thing on airplane mode and just go to bed. Yeah. I, I don't like that. I mean, we're in the office and studio right now. Never mind where I sleep in this home that I own here in Nashville. You know, you probably sleep in your bedroom, I bet. Yeah. yeah. But it's actually only a couple of doors down. Yeah. And I love the fact that I plug my phone in here at night and my watch and I don't look at, look at them again until the next morning. I did that about two years ago. I started doing that about two years ago. It's made a huge difference, yeah. you know? I feel like I'm still figuring it out most days, but obviously in a much better place than I was in college when Facebook was first coming out. You know, when I got my first iPhone, it's hard not to get a bit enchanted by it all. Yeah. You know, it, it has taken time for me to truly see the, the phone in my pocket, you know, like literally here at all times, except when I'm in bed, basically. Um, when do you go to bed? Because ooh, pretty early. You don't usually text me back right away. Heck no. Even if it's like 2 p.m., I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's so part of it. It's like, it's yeah. like right now on silent. Yeah. And even my phone or my watch is on airplane mode. That's huge for me so I can be present Thanks. to wherever I am. Yeah. I don't know what that really means in terms of dependability and emergency, you know? It was I'm, your witness, actually. Yeah. When uh, we first met, first time I came here, that I started doing that in the seminary. Oh, cool. I would charge my phone on my desk, the other side of the room. It helps. It helps. I loved it. I bought a real alarm clock. I yeah. find myself saying that in the confessional all the time, especially well, my, when people- my real alarm clock, people can't see it. Man, <laughs> there is something great about like double A battery powered alarm clocks, yeah. you know? Yeah. In fact, the one in my, my bathroom is like a ding ling 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 Yeah. I would never use that as an alarm, but I could. You should. Theoretically. You know? what, what is it again? Ding ling 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 Oh, okay. Whereas this one's- What a drowsy sound. And it just keeps going faster until I turn it off. Until you get up. Do you keep it next to your bed or do you keep it somewhere where you have to get out of bed? To yeah, turn out of bed. The problem is lately I've gotten really too comfortable with that sound. Yeah. So I just sort of lay there. Maybe 10 minutes later I get out of bed. 10 minutes. I'm Heroic actually, minute, Jimmy. Up know, and at him. I know. It's, it's not been easy <clears> for and me lately. Adam. Do you know I'm out of breath right now? I'm, I'm not Why? sure. I don't know. Maybe it's allergies. Was it the lunch? Could have been lunch. Tell the world what we ate for lunch today. What was it called? Sub shop? It was not Cuban. That's what I do know. Yeah. Jimmy wanted to get Cuban for lunch today. And I just, I don't even know. Like, What's up with you in Cuban? What is Cuban? Well, who cares? I, I mean, I don't mind Cubans. This is the, mel nothing this against is the Cubans. melancholic in you taking yeah, over. I don't know about that. The sanguine, <laughs> which sits secondary, would have said, we're doing it. Something yeah, no, new, something no. different. See, that's what I mean. I'm not, like we talked about a few months ago, I'm yeah. not adventurous but this is interesting because technology for a lot of people is adventure you know like most people aren't going to travel the world like you and i which has been a huge blessing something that i'm sure neither of us take for granted i hope you yeah know? no definitely not i try not to but yeah like, i take it for granted i think <laughs> <laughs> i think most high scores i know for example would find it to be a harsher punishment if their phone was taken away from them than if their keys to their car were taken away from them yeah you know this is a whole Or if world. the Wi-Fi was turned off or something. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> we, we built this barnwood wall. And by we, I mean two of my housemates built a barnwood wall in this home that happened to be the wall where we get our internet, you know, our little whatever router is connected to that wall. So for like most of Saturday, we didn't have internet. 
And it was like kind of annoying and frustrating for me. I was freaking out because yeah. I was trying to get some things done. Couldn't. What's up with that? You know? And what is the right relationship with technology? I've got this book. It's not to my left, to your right. I think it's Guardini and something about Lake. Letters from Lake Le- Como. Letters from Lake. Oh, yeah. Have you read that? Sure. Tell, yeah. tell me about that. Why do I need to pick that up sooner rather than later? Letters from Lake Como. So Romano Guardini is, contrary to his name, he's a German priest, Italian descent. His dad was an ambassador in Germany from Italy. I will say 20s-ish when wow. he was grown up. And then, you know, really writing toward like the 50s and 60s. But anyway, his dad was an ambassador from Italy in Germany. And so that's why he becomes a priest for a diocese of Germany. No, he's a Jesuit. I don't even know. He's a Jesuit living in Germany. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The point is he grew up and his family had a home on this place in Italy called Lake Como, which is Mm. in the northern part of Italy. And the letters are him writing to a friend about his time coming back to Lake Como after a period of some years. Hmm. And he talks about all kinds of things. But kind of the biggest, the opening point would be he comes back to Lake Como and he is in awe of the landscape of the lake, of the villages around the lake. He describes the perfect harmony of the, the roofs of the houses. You can see the hill of the street go up as the houses go up you know, from the, from the distance, all leading up, kind of finding their climax in the center of the town where the church's hmm. steeple is. Hmm. And then in sort of like a record scratch moment, he, he says, and then off in the distance, a smokestack. Oh, yeah. And he says the coming of this kind of industrialization, this kind of, yeah, industry, this kind of new technology is effectively destroying what he grew up with. And it's going to do a lot for, they're basically reflections on technology's influence on culture. You think with that smokestack's not just destroying a landscape, yeah, but potentially a way of a life, culture, a way of a life. A way of life, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So you'd recommend it. Or the person, you know, he talks about, one of his examples is how in this town, I would recommend it, yeah. In this town, a lot of Italian towns are, are this way, where there's sort of the street, and then the buildings, of course, on either side of the street. But the second floor of the house is built over the sidewalk. Yeah. So the second, the first floor is kind of offset, and there's these columns. And he said everybody chose to build that way in kind of this continuous line as a courtesy to their neighbors. So mm. people would be able to walk covered from the sun and the rain. And then he talks about, then you come to this place the one person who's decided to knock that building down and build a concrete monstrosity that doesn't match. It has no architectural appeal. It simply is modern. And there's nothing, we don't want to say there's, we can't say factories are bad in themselves. There's been factories forever. We used to call them workshops, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's not ragging on that kind of thing, but he's saying, what is this kind of mass production, the taking away of handmade stuff? What is that doing to our ability to relate with one another and with creation. I think of Gerard Manley Hopkins' poem on the grandeur of God, you know, yeah. and he says, our feet no longer feel for being shod, mm. you know, that because we're so 
we have to cover everything, protect everything. Everything goes in its box that we don't encounter anything real anymore. Mm. We don't encounter each other, first of all, because even our interactions have become, you know, the social etiquette or the status quo. Well, we don't talk about these things or those things, or I'm not going to tell you about that big eye booger that you have hanging, even though it's embarrassing. No, we just talked about this before we started. You know, it's not there. Don't worry. That's a real insecurity, by the way. Well, I know. And I decided to tap into that. You did well. Because of a factory personality, like to ruin the landscape. We'll be back in just a moment with Father Ryan Adorjan. Have you ever experienced the power that beauty has to break through the noise? I mean, here we are today talking with Father Ryan about technology and what it means to be in right relationship with technology, right? That you are in fact master over it, not it over you. Sometimes we just end up enslaved and a bit addicted to social media and to Netflix. And gosh, I put myself at the front of that list. It's definitely been a struggle. And down through the years, Really, I noticed it, especially about 10 years ago, beauty had this way of pulling me out of myself, of helping me be more present to reality. And so, you know, Love Good started simply with this community of artists that had beauty to speak and that had beauty to bring into our noisy and broken world. And I began inviting them all to Nashville for these music festivals that we would record live. And then through Kickstarter, people like you would make those beautiful experiences suddenly be transformed into live albums, right? That the whole world could enjoy. And then we started doing these house concert summer tours. And before you knew it, there was an army of us who believed that patronage mattered because beauty mattered. Now, why am I bringing all this up? Because for this week and this week only, you can subscribe as a Love Good patron, or if you're already a patron, you can upgrade your patronage level, your your subscription level, and get a free copy of the brand new vinyl record from Colony House, Leave What's Lost Behind. Okay, we've only got 10 of these. So when I say this week only, I mean while supplies last, the first 10 people who subscribe as patrons by going to joinlovegood.com, okay? Or for those of you who are already patrons, email us, info at lovegoodculture.com and let us know what level you want to upgrade to. And again, the first 10 people who do that this week are gonna get the brand new vinyl record from Colony House. Obviously that amazing, amazing band we had on last week. If you didn't catch that episode, go back and listen to it. Man, Will and Caleb Chapman, might be a couple of my favorite people in Nashville at this point. So it's a huge opportunity. Again, go to joinlovegood.com if you're not yet a patron or email us if you are an upgrade. And this is your chance to get that incredible vinyl record, not only to invest in artists like Colony House, but in your own life to bring beauty back to the forefront and let it break through all the noise. So this is kind of the interesting thing, you know, in some ways, we're a bit of the anti-media media company, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. we love every opportunity to encounter people and to to obviously like celebrate the true and the good and the beautiful, you know, and technology and media is a great way to engage, but it can never be in my book, a, a high level of engagement, a high level of encounter, right? It's yeah. an entry point for sure, you know, but it can't ever be a, 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 a stopping place, you know? And it's one of the things that really I remember having many long conversations with Jenea about season one of the podcast, speaking of Canada. And, you know, I think when you've got 
I think the the world's second largest country by way of landmass, you know, and only 40 million people living there because so much of it is uninhabitable. But, you know, like apart from the big cities like Toronto, there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful nature. And there's something about you know, not living your life on top of concrete that keeps you human. Yeah, concrete jungle. And similarly, to not live your life behind a screen. Yeah. You know, screens and and plastic and concrete are all in a very similar category to me. They serve their function. But again, going back to what I was saying, like to see my phone in my pocket as a tool, you know, and not as an escape. That I can walk away. I could put it on the table and I can walk away from it is is... That's a sign of yeah. freedom. I didn't have that freedom two years ago. Yeah. You know? I would like yeah. to get a dumb phone. That's what I would like ultimately is to get like a, a razor, like a yeah. flip phone or something. And then I want to take my iPhone XS. Literally the name is XS. Yeah, good okay? But I want to take it after I get my new phone to just, a sermon and I just want to drop it on the floor in front of everyone well, and smash it. I got, I got one up on that. So a, a priest friend of mine here in Nashville pulled his iPhone 7 at the time or whatever it was out and didn't just throw it to the floor, dropped it and then crushed it with his cowboy boot in the middle of his homily. Wow. It was intense. I mean, What I did the people was, say? I mean, it was a high school. So I think they were all just sort of... <laughs> <laughs> no, Soft weeping all day. <laughs> like after a disaster scene I mean, in a movie. Maybe K through 8, but these are high schoolers. I mean, they could handle it. No. In fact, I think most of them were like jar- j- jartled. Startled. Jarred, startled. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you ever have days like this? Mm-hmm. You just like you know, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. And it feels like it, even though this episode released on a Tuesday. How does that work? <laughs> it's January. <laughs> oh wow! Speaking of technology and its wonders, and its yeah. wonders. The technology of airplanes, yeah. technology of these microphones, of cars, of hotels, et cetera, helped to make this possible. I went to the planetarium in Nashville, which is a part of our Adventure Science Center. Oh. And saw this whole film. Is that shaped like a mandolin or something? It's shaped like a pyramid, strangely enough. Okay. But there's a, a whole section inside with different like instruments that you can mess about with and then kind of learn the whatever, the science behind or the... Engineering, the soundology. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff if you're into that. But all I have to say, the uh, the movie that I watched with my mom, my 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 dad, my sister, and my four year old nephew, who's now five, he was terrified for most of it because it was big and it was scary. But it was a whole history of flight, and I thought to myself, wow, like this moment wouldn't even be possible if it wasn't for flight. You know, for example, my nephew is obviously the offspring of my sister, who's you know born and bred American whose husband is South African, mm-hmm. you know, who moved to Ireland and then eventually Atlanta where they met. They're now living in Bend, Oregon, you know? So like not only would they have never been able to make a last minute trip to Nashville if not for flight, well, Haley and Mike would have never met in the first place, you know? So there's something kind Don't of- underestimate the power of steamships, Jimmy. Steamships, I mean- Or the power of the wind and some canvas think about that, them. South Africa to Ireland to America, that wa- that just wasn't going to happen. It's been done. Jimmy. Really? By By- one little family in one lifetime. Jimmy, you're getting really defensive. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> <laughs> I guess I, I, I don't always know when to stand in awe of technology and appreciate it. And again, see the tool that it is. 
And then, you know, on the flip side, recognize the fact that if I'm not careful, like really vigilant, it takes over. Yeah. And you have to, I mean, what is technology anyway? The hammer was technology at one time. Still is technology. The wheel, you know, technology, the lever and pulley system is technology. Technology, this word. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Innovative. I don't know what technology itself means, but we seem to be referring to electronic sort of these, the new convenience of technology, the convenience that it gives to us. I often find myself when I'm preparing for class to teach or as I work on my master's degree here in Catholic studies from the University of St. Thomas. They don't pay you to say that. They don't pay me to say that. They should. They should. To say that. But I'm happy to promote them. Yeah. I mean, our thousands of listeners out there. Yeah. I mean, you don't know how many students just enrolled. Yeah, you can do it online. Yeah. Anyway, they did just lower their graduate tuition, which is like, it was a gift from God. For you and for all. For everyone, yeah. That's great. So do I have the ability to live comfortably away from my computer, away from my phone? Comfortable, but free. Yeah. Yeah. And when I need to relax, but more than that, when I'm bored. Yeah. That is to say, when I am sort of not mentally occupied, can I do something besides scroll? Yeah. Scrolling, it seems to me, especially on Instagram and Facebook, which I have both of those, but I like Instagram, I think, more than Facebook, but scrolling is like empty carbs for the brain. That's all mm-hmm. it is. That's all it is. And to read a book <laughs> yeah. is an incredible thing. Just, what do you say to people, though? I'm thinking about moms, my sister, you know, two little boys. By the end of the day, like, she just can't wait for an hour and a half of silence or conversation with her hubby and maybe there's a Netflix show that they'll watch or something you know but like she tells me that she cannot read by the end of the day because she's so mentally worn down yeah you know what do you say to people like that because obviously reading is is a higher form of leisure than Netflix I think we can say that objectively or does it depend on the show and the book it would depend on the show and the book yeah yeah I mean look this is depend on the person too. Right. Netflix with, with one spouse after a long day as an action of sort of resting together, being together as you watch a mutually favorite show that's mm-hmm. gonna help enrich and build you up. Awesome. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, there's not yeah. like there's nothing objectively wrong with Netflix, with the idea of Netflix or mm-hmm. with the idea of a phone. But if in that moment when she's mentally exhausted, she goes and instead tunes out of all communion with her husband, mm-hmm. tunes out of communion with herself or communion with God, right? The mm-hmm. three basic relationships included in that would be relationship with others, but also with creation itself. Mm-hmm. So going for a walk or something or it's watching the sun go down. If she does something that negates the possibility of communion with others, then but I, by that I mean endlessly scrolling, Right. Then that is not going to be good because now you've just, you've taken your exhausted brain and you've kept filling it up. Yeah, yeah. And we don't need that. Mm-hmm. And I find myself, especially at night, a lot of times, especially on Facebook, I'll read stuff from people that I really don't like, that I really yeah. don't agree with. And then I go to bed in a bad mood. Yeah. You know, then I say, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna be done with this tonight, you know, and turn it all off. And, and then, then you probably wake up in a bad mood. Well, I always wake up in a bad mood. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to go to bed in a bad mood and I don't want to go to bed thinking about other people's junk. This high school teacher's son's nephew's girlfriend's yeah. uncle who shared this whole thing that somehow <laughs> ended up on my news feed about, you know, some politician or some social yeah. thing. Like, I don't care, number one. 
don't care. <laughs> Didn't want to know in the first place. And number two, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think that's an important lesson that I did not learn probably up until I was, you know, mid to late twenties. Well, the thing that really impresses me, and we can close on this note, is thinking about a lot of the young people that we have out there who listen to this podcast, who are even beginning to subscribe as as student patrons. We've got this new level. $5 a month where people can engage with all of our digital content. I know it's a deal. It's a deal. That's only one cup of coffee. That's that's less than a smoothie. That's less than a you smoothie. Know? $5. But I think they're the ones who are going to create the social norms and even etiquette around technology that sure. we're still navigating, but that hopefully as a generation coming up, they will set the standard. And I just see a lot of 16, 17-year-olds that I'm close to really being uh, amazing when it comes to their own discipline and their own right relationship with technology. Yeah. Because you can see in them not this blind trust that just because we can, we should. Yeah. In some ways, that would be a very boomer mentality. I think I'm somewhere no in between, you know? But this Gen Z, whatever we want to call them, iGen coming up, this is the world that they, they know. Yeah. It's all they've ever known. And they have, I think, a healthy skepticism around it, which yeah. is great. And they don't think about it as technology. Like yeah. we think about it as something added to our life. It's but new. for them, it's just reality. That's right. It's just a part of their life in the same way that the telephone was the part of our yeah. life. But that's why a vinyl record or a commission work of art or barnwood walls, you know, that has wood from another century is so cool to a generation that grew up behind screens. Yeah. Because this is not normative. They can touch this. You know, they can touch it. They can feel it. They can encounter it, yeah. you know. So um, as always, Father Ryan, thanks for these enlightening burpy conversations yeah i'm so sorry about anybody who was (laughs) grossed out by that on the ride in or whatever i'm really sorry about that i didn't even think about it it just sort of happened yeah but of course it was right into the microphone i mean i had i had like sub brain for a while like subway sandwich brain carb brain i think i'm coming out of it maybe i should get a cup of coffee we'll find out yeah but anyways everybody thanks for tuning in we'll see you next time around bye everyone So on top of the opportunity to become a patron this week, we really recommend (laughs) that you go and you find a copy of Letters from Lake Como by Guardini. I have not yet read it. I purchased it probably about a year ago at the recommendation of Dr. Ryan Hanning, another one of our podcast contributors. And I'm just convinced that this is going to be one of the big questions of our era, right? We've got to figure out what it looks like, again, to be in right relationship with technology, to make sure that... Technology is our servant and not the other way around. And I think a lot of us are beginning to ask these questions. I talk to love good patrons all the time who are asking themselves these questions. And it certainly affects how we live. It, it affects the kind of culture we build within our homes. And frankly, you know, how we spend our free time and what it really looks like to work well, 
to be family, uh, to be in relationship and, and friendship with others. So this is a big question I hope all of you guys are asking. What does it look like for me to be in right relationship with technology? And I encourage you to have that conversation with family and with friends this week and keep unpacking this difficult but really, really exciting and important challenge of our times. All right, y'all. Again, you heard about this already, but go to joinlovegood.com. The first 10 of you who do this are getting a brand new free vinyl record from Colony House, which is our small way of saying thank you for being awesome and for becoming a patron. And of course, that applies to all of our current patrons who upgrade as well. And again, just send us an email at info at lovegoodculture.com. You guys are the best. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week. I'll be back on next Tuesday with an up-and-coming singer-songwriter that I met through Marie Miller. His name is Zach Vinson. He's also going to be our featured artist at a live stream house concert in Nashville next weekend as well. So lots to look forward to. Again, you guys are amazing. We'll see you next week. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. Tell your friends all about us. Follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and join our movement today by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Start enjoying our exclusive content and seasonal packages that will raise your standard for music, books, and art and inspire you to build a better culture. We can't wait to accompany you as you change the world.